today, the first Tucker Carlson sighting since his ousting. Dylan Mulvaney takes over another woman's space. And KJP can't answer whether Joe Biden plans to serve the full second term should he win in 2024. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And in the first Tucker Carlson sighting since the abrupt Fox News split, Tucker was seen by reporters riding his golf cart to enjoy a dinner date with his wife of 30 years, Susan, telling the reporters, I haven't eaten dinner with my wife on a weeknight in seven years. <laughs> when asked what his future holds, he coyly told them appetizer plus entree. Now, a new theory about the reason behind his ousting has emerged from a source close to Rupert Murdoch, who says that a speech Tucker gave last Friday at the Heritage Foundation's 50th anniversary gala unnerved him because Tucker talked too much about spiritual stuff. Watch. I'm not calling for religious war. Far from it. I'm merely calling for an acknowledgement of what we're watching, which is not what, and I'm not, certainly not backing the Republican Party. I mean, ugh. I'm not making a partisan point at all. I'm, I'm just noting what's super obvious. Like those of us who are in our mid fifties are caught in the past in the way that we think about this. One side's like, no, no, you know, I've got this idea and we've got this idea and let's have a debate about our ideas. They don't want a debate. Those ideas won't produce outcomes that any rational person would want under any circumstances. Those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. It's just so obvious. It's completely obvious. And I think two things. One, we should say that and stop engaging in these totally fraudulent debates where we are using the terms that we used in 1991 when I started at Heritage as if maybe, you know, I could just win the debate if I marshaled more facts. I've tried that, doesn't work. And two, maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. Oh, very controversial. This also comes after Murdoch ended a two-week engagement after his then-fiancee, Ann Leslie Smith, dared call Carlson a messenger from God at a dinner together in late March. Only a few days after the dinner, he called off the wedding, and by taking Tucker off the air, Murdoch would be taking away his ex-fiancee's favorite show. Now, it's hard to imagine a man tanking his entire network just to get back at an ex-flame, burning a bridge with arguably the greatest of all time when it comes to mainstream media news because he didn't like the icky spiritual stuff. But one thing is for sure, eventually we will know the truth because Tucker can't stay quiet forever. Here to discuss this and more, we have Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. And for the first time on the show, we have Ian Crossland, who is, of course, host at Timcast Media, as well as actor and musician and all of these really cool things, overachiever. Thanks, Don. <laughs> um, so I just... It's really hard to not get caught up in all of this speculation about what the hell happened over at Fox News because, again, nothing seems to make sense. Why would you do that? I know this picture is so epic of Tucker. <laughs> He's like so over the top happy riding the golf cart with his wife. It's the cutest thing. But it's like, 
what in the world would have been big enough for them to fire their number one guy? I just don't understand it. It doesn't it doesn't seem like there's any plausible theory. There was another theory going around that um, through the Dominion uh, lawsuit that Fox got part of the settlement or something. Well, that was one theory. Another theory was that um, Fox had to turn over Tucker's texts in discovery mm. and that they saw in Tucker's text messages that he was talking about Fox executives poorly and calling them names and that that was was what drove it but it's like i mean i would i would hope that they would be you know capitalists enough to realize like all right he called you a, a mean name is that really worth seemingly suiciding your own network it just doesn't seem like a very wise decision i don't know how flush is fox do they have are they worth hundreds of oh, millions yeah. uh-huh. billions yeah. I, that settlement was probably just a drop in the hat. I don't think that did nothing to them. I know everyone was like, $788 million. Yeah. You don't think that was anything no, to no, them? No, 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 no. I, I don't. Tucker, was he making like $19 million a year? Is that what it is? I just saw something about his contract, and they still have him on contract. Mm-hmm. So he's basically, they got a leash on him now. He can't do anything for the next year? Is it one That's year? what I read, too. Well, what I read was whatever his contract terms were, they would go through the next election so that he Even if he was wouldn't fired. influence it. Well, yeah, because they can still, he doesn't technically have to be fired. He can still be paid. They're just not airing his show. Putting him on the bench. Right. Yeah. They're benching him. I think it, it sounds very personal. Sounds like Tucker talked a lot of crap in text about a lot of people, maybe even rightfully so. And what, so Rupert was engaged for two weeks <laughs> and then just called it off in a fit of rage. So what, if that's the guy that's running the right. network. <laughs> that's a great point. How, how old is that? Is he like in his 80s? He's now? 92. Yeah. yeah, so his... I'm not, I don't know him, but I don't want to make assumptions, but maybe he's a little too... Maybe he's losing it yeah, a little. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not an ideologue. Like, he never wanted... So the backstory on Rupert is he never wanted Fox News to just target conservatives. He didn't, he didn't want that. He just wanted to be another CNN. Mm-hmm. At, this t- at the time, MSNBC was coming out the exact same time, and they were in a race to see who could pull it off the, you know, first. But MSNBC was going to be exactly what pretty much everyone already had in CNN. He wanted to be an, like a three-way competitor to all that. And it was Roger Ailes that said, why are you fighting for all the same scraps they are? Mm-hmm. Go on, there's half the country that's not being represented. They have no voice. Go with them. Rupert did not want that. So I think he and his, is it his sons? His son. Is yeah. this one son? I he think has several, but I th- the, one, I, the one in particular, um, I be- what is his name, James? Um, he donated like $20 million to Joe Biden and other um, progressive organizations in 2020. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine him right. helping run Fox News. Yeah, well, I, I think that Fox is not going to be the Fox of the 90s. It's just not. I mean, they're slowly making that progression over towards more uh, more like a CNN or something. Not like an MSNBC because they're obviously ideological. You know, they, they have their shtick. But more like what CNN used to be. I think that's what they're going towards. I don't think someone like Tucker was ever welcome in Rupert's vision of mm-hmm. the company. And I don't buy for a second this whole thing about he was, you know, freaked out over the religious, you know, comments. Right. I think that he's really the only voice that is anti-establishment. Right. Yes. I don't agree with everything in he says media. in mainstream media. In mainstream media, but he'll he'll like so right now like the media has this like 
symbiotic relationship with, uh, the, with the government, right? So whatever the government says, as long as it's like, you know, a very establishment message, as long as it's a very globalist, that type of message, then that's, the, then the, the government and the media are gonna be very, very in line with one another. Tucker's like, no, yeah, CIA killed JFK. Right. I'm just gonna say it, right. you know, crap like that. Right. They do not, of course Tucker is not allowed to be on the air. Yeah. They were gonna find a way to get rid of him regardless. I was shocked that he was still on the last three years. During COVID, like he just started speaking out against mm -hmm. these talking points and yeah. it was refreshing to see that they kept him on. I thought that they would just keep him on forever. Mm -hmm. as, I guess, I don't know, maybe, Maybe he turned 92 and, and he was like, <laughs> I, went crazy. I don't know anymore. The, I don't know. I don't know. Well, well but, but, but to that point, it was very interesting, too, because one of, again, one of the other rumors was that um, they had finally had it with his anti, uh, you know, anti, anti big pharma talk. Because on Friday, his last show, he went on this big whole rant about how any of the mainstream media who is accepting money to advertise the vaccine is complicit. They have blood on their hands. I mean, like he really went all in on blasting the mainstream media who allowed that advertisements, knowing that Fox News was one of those companies. So I don't know. I mean, it's just so hard to say. Um, I think I, it's all of that, right? It, ha it has to be. It's all that. I mean, there, there, there's there, media is not adversarial anymore. Right. And that's your entire effing job right. is to be adversarial. Right. Not to pat them on the back and say, oh, guess what Joe Biden's doing today? Guess what Pfizer's doing today? You know what I mean? No, it's to push back on them to ask questions. And he was really the only one that was doing that. I just, what's funny is you see his face right here. It's just cracking me up. Like, I see that not Such only as face. now he's just relaxing. He's yeah. letting them know that, that, that this is not has not gotten to him. Right. But if they think they have silenced him, right. oh my gosh, he is just, his career starting now, in my opinion. It's going to be so much bigger. I agree. I, I feel like, Ian, you can speak to, because um, for me, this was like, this is a great time to recognize the importance of digital media, that mm -hmm. mainstream media doesn't have to be the thing. I feel like they've been dying for a very long yep. time. Now, I do realize my own bias of like, hey, I'm on Blaze TV, so of course I would say that, but it just, it feels like what a push in the direction of, you know, potentially digital media. I can't imagine Tucker doing anything other than potentially his own thing or joining forces with one of the, you know, conservative organizations. Oh, right. He's already got Daily Caller. Just do like. Well, yeah, that's video. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's not like he's not going to go to Newsmax or like OAN. He's yeah. not going to do that. That would be, you know, a downgrade for him. Um, so uh, I just feel like, you know, I'm sure you can speak to like the importance of why we're building these digital platforms to give people the actual truth. Because when you're on mainstream media like Tucker, you can you can get silence like that for speaking the truth that he was. Yeah. I I started calling internet video mainstream. I just started calling myself mainstream mm. media, like playing the culture war game early, 2006 and seven. Google is mainstream media. YouTube is like the, that's when I open up my, my computer browser. It's YouTube, like that is my main stream. <laughs> um, and the, the ability for someone to just lock in with their subscribers and uh, Tucker would have like six million subscribers that pay him 10 bucks a month yeah. tomorrow if yeah. he started it. That's yep. 60 million a month. I mean, these are like, just kind of numbers I'm throwing out, but he's one of the most famous guys on earth, like, and probably one of the, the most famous newscaster on earth, if, if not the most, one of the top three. Yeah. Um, he's still locked into the contract for another year, but, and it's also the ability to speak uncensored. Technically, you're, yeah. you were always being censored on the internet. We got Verizon running the, the networks and mm -hmm. they can shut you off. You know, then, then there's like, um, your, your service provider, GoDaddy, can try and turn your website off. You can kind of move around. But 
with things like mesh networks where like different devices can each host a piece of the network and all these different devices are kind of co-hosting the network. If, if 70 of them get knocked down, the network still is, is active. Um, so I think we're headed towards this. Of course, we, uncensored can be dangerous because then you see things like child porn and like illegal mm-hmm. stuff go up and like, mm-hmm. well, we can't, who's going to censor it if, if it can't be censored? Right. So I'm not really advocating for no censorship. I think just censorship is, is key. I don't like centralized censorship necessarily. So I, I like to see like the community censoring itself, mm-hmm. but then community. You could censor build- people from breaking the law, right? Yeah. Like child porn and all of that is clearly breaking the law. So that would be a just. Sometimes bad laws get made, and mm, then they'll be like, fair. because it's legal, you have to. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. the Nazis did a lot of legal stuff that yeah. shouldn't have been legal, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that's like the, the moral quandary is like what, what's legal, what's ethical, who's in charge, who's going to do the censoring. Um, long story short, this is absolutely an example of one of the best getting screwed by a big centralized network and why going rogue and solo and building your own networks mm-hmm. is the key, mm-hmm. is like... The Sound doorway important. being opened. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if he, if he was willing to basically say the CIA killed JFK, <laughs> but, and he has, kind of to your point, he has someone over him before. He had someone over him basically censoring his you know, content. Basically, okay, no, you can't go there. Mm-hmm. I know this because my boss, Glenn, said that that happened to him all the time at Fox. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every time he would really go he- you know, all in on Israel and defending Israel, there'd be someone there saying, hey, you need to tone down your Israel talk. Well, when you look into their board members and the people that are you know, buying up shares, you see a ton of Saudis on mm-hmm. there. I'm like, Hmm, I wonder where this is coming from. Right. Tucker's not going to have that anymore. Yeah. So what the hell is he going to say now? Yeah. I can't wait. I'm, I I'm all in for it. It's I know. Be great. I can't wait either. But again, just to look, Tucker, we have the infrastructure built here. Hey. If you want to me, call us. That's just <laughs> all I'm saying. Um, all right, let's go ahead. Let's talk Dylan Mulvaney when we get back. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So Tommy John is celebrating 15th, 15 years. It's their 15th anniversary. The 15th year is Crystal. So they're making it crystal clear, but you guys are like, they're selling me crystal? No, 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 no. They're just making it crystal clear that you deserve to be very comfortable every day. And I get on here and I tell you how comfortable Tommy John is. And I feel like some of you are like, Sarah, you're always a drama queen. Surely you are hyping this up. That's not true. No, I'm, I swear to you, once you buy it, the drama you will realize. Stuff is true, though. The drama uh, queen stuff that's is so true. Okay. That's totally that true. But about this point... <laughs> I'm not being dramatic. It is literally the softest clothes I've ever put on my body. Uh, it's breathable. It's lightweight. They've got, uh, they've got stuff for men. They started out in men's underwear. So if you're a man and you need some soft underwear, go there. But uh, they've got so much more than that. They've got stuff for women. They've got loungewear. They've got bralettes. They've got it all at Tommy John. And I know when I get home to my zoo that I tell you guys about every day, two dogs, two cats, a leopard gecko, two boys, and a husband— When I get home to my zoo every day, I change into my Tommy John loungewear because it just makes it easier to deal with everything. You really have to try it. Now through April 27th, you can get 25% site-wide off at tommyjohn.com slash y. That is 25% off at tommyjohn.com slash y. See site for details. So what's funny is um, this is the part of the show, Ian, where I tell people to go, who, whoever's watching on YouTube, I actually, it's a little homage to uh, TimCast because I realize over at TimCast, they say, he says, smash the like button. And I say, I don't need you guys to get violent. It's just a gentle tapping. We appreciate here at the News and Why It Matters. You can gently press it. Just gentle tap is all we need. Flying elbow drop. Yeah. I mean, whatever. you know, whatever, whatever gets the thumbs up, yeah. right? We're not picky. 
But yeah. I just it's, click it three times. Yeah, the yeah. Second time it unclicks. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you do the third. Um, but uh, go ahead and make sure that you hit the like button, uh, subscribe, because we keep getting people who are like, we're magically unsubscribed again. Yeah, I know. So make sure that you are still subscribed to the channel and uh, comment. Let us know what you think of the news of the day. So Dylan Mulvaney is back. That ain't no woman. It's a man. That's, that's, that's true. Um, he released a new video promoting Maybelline makeup, covering his five o'clock freaking shadow. Watch. It's me. So, is that really like where the makeup companies are going is like, our foundation is so good, we can cover up your beard stubble. Cause I just don't <laughs> feel like that's a smart advertising strategy um, when your primary base are freaking women. And I just want to, I'm gonna toss this to Ian first because off air, we were talking about Dylan Mulvaney and Ian said, I love Dylan Mulvaney because he triggers people. And I was like, well, you've already triggered me. <laughs> so I want, I want your take on this whole Dylan Mulvaney situation and however, you know, the Bud Light, uh, you had Nike and now uh, Maybelline. Now I am supposed to want to buy makeup from a makeup company because they have a dude with beard stubble advertising it. Seems I get, odd. I kind of split it into when I talk about Dylan and this whole conversation about transgenderism and all this stuff. I, I split into three types of conversation. One is about transgenderism in general and like the idea of being gay or straight, sexuality, all that. That's one conversation. Then there's a conversation of like messing with kids. And I don't mm-hmm. care what you, how you identify man, woman, adult, transgender, whatever. If you're messing with kids, that's a problem to me. Mm-hmm. And that's a conversation that needs to be had. Then there's a conversation of like cult worship and Dylan himself talking about the name of the human, putting people on pedestals, weird. And like, as an actor, good for you, D. Like, you crushed it. You're getting massive amounts of money. I don't like that you, you act like a little girl to, li- to get little kids as your audience and then sell beer a month later. Mm-hmm. That's, you're, you're veering into that center lane of messing with kids at that point. So mm-hmm. the whole, like, being a little kid fantasy thing, I, I think, is, is too far, or, or at least when you're selling beer. Um, I want to go the route, like, when I say I love Dylan, I, I want to, I understand his humanity. But, like, that video we just watched, that's, that's fake mocking crap like yeah. that's not even Dylan he's just putting on an act right. and he's he's got such a following of people that maybe just don't know what crappy art is so any the art is better than no art and he's so forceful with it mm-hmm. he's like a cute guy so like I can see like he, he looks like a pretty girl when he puts on the makeup he's just acting all weird and like Does he? I, would, <laughs> I would disagree he looks pretty but I think he's pulling it off to a point where he, it's it's Successful enough that people are like, yeah, can identify with the beauty of, of like, just the, the physical beauty of it. He did have to have facial reconstruction yeah, surgery to look more feminine. And it is so sad that, that, that people are being snowed over by crappy art in this, invo- in this mm-hmm. modern realm. Like, that is not, when he does the whole, like, squinting and, like, that, that's <laughs> fake. They call it, they call it mo- mocking in acting. If you're mocking, you're, like, you're supposed to be angry in a scene. And if you're like... I'm going to show you that I'm angry. That's called mocking. You're, you have to actually be angry, and you don't have to worry about what it looks like because it's going to come out because mm-hmm. you're feeling it for real. Dylan's just like a theater actor without probably a lot of training. 
and he, he, he struck gold on his Instagram account yeah. when he started talking about transgender stuff. And yeah. now he's like all in, at least he's in, he's in. Oh, I think he's all in. I how, how do you come back from this? Be there for him. My, my thought is why I say I love him is because like, I want to have a conversation with him and, and to talk about it and him being like, dude, I was crazy in my late teens. I was nuts. Mm-hmm. And hear those words and just see the best version of him. I think that's how you, that's how you resolve or one way to resolve. Mm-hmm. But man, it has triggered my girlfriend too when we were talking because she showed me this video where we were laying in bed and, and I was, she was like, I, He's he's just demeaning women. Yeah. Like this is not this is not good for little kids to think that this is what a woman is. And I, I that to me is something I didn't quite understand because I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. But I, I trust that there is something else going on that I maybe I can't I can't identify that that real like like stealing something from from women. Yes. Yes. Well, for fun s- of them, that's what it looks like. It is. It's mocking. It's demeaning. Um, and but like it's also. Like, this is the patriarchy, right? Like, they, they told us for so long that we had to, uh, what they say, smash the patriarchy and, and, and get rid of all of these men who are uh, defeating women and all of this. And it's like, uh, I mean, this is a man coming into a woman's space and uh, they're taking away our, you know, our sports championships, our scholarships, our all of our spaces, our bathrooms, our locker rooms. We can't go into a bathroom now without seeing a dude's wiener hanging out. Like it, that feels a whole lot like the patriarchy to me when society has decided, hey, um, we know that you represent 50% of the country, but we're actually going to put these, I'm trying really hard not to get a strike on YouTube. We're actually going to put these uh, uh, biological males in front of you. Like, that feels a whole lot more like the patriarchy to me than any other sense of the term patriarchy. So, yes, you're correct. I mean, we're better at you than everything. Right, right. Example. Right. Um, <laughs> That's what but, you guys are showing. So I have multiple things, issues with this, this guy in general and everything surrounding it. I'm confused on what I can or cannot say, though. I mean, just say it. Okay. We can, we can always tweak stuff if we need to. So the first thing is gender dysphoria is a mental issue. Mm-hmm. It's a mental issue. You can't just decide that you're, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a great Dane can't decide he's a T-Rex mm-hmm. or a little kitten, maybe that's better. And everyone just say, yeah, yeah, good job, great Jane. You are a kitten, right? We don't do that for anything. We don't do that for, uh, you know, um, any other kind of psychosis out there. We don't, we don't uh, say, yes, that's what you are. You, you know, uh, a guy, that, a serial killer that's doing it because he's just, you know, bad crazy. Um, There's the swear jar. You, you, nice. we, don't, we don't say, that, yes, you, you are getting secret, you know, communiques from the devil telling you to do this. That's who you are. You just keep being you. We don't do that. Um, but this type of, you know, normalization of this, this is just encouraging more, more and more people to go in that direction. It, it, who knows how they're feeling at any given time. Maybe they are just going through a temporary, you know, mental break or whatever. But now we're, they're being encouraged to accept it and to go further into it. I have a big issue with that. The second is what you brought up with kids. Um, they're using these people as like the poster, you know, voices, the megaphones to actually go after kids and say, you know, we do need gender affirming care, you know, in some of these places for, you know, little, little children. 12 years old? Yeah, screw it. Go ahead and sexually mute, uh, mutate them or mutilate them. Um, I have an issue with that. The other thing is these com- these companies, Maybelline, Bud Light, all these other companies, they're not doing it because they believe in the cause. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they don't want to get put on some kind of corporate in- equity index and then get blackballed by you know financial organizations like BlackRock that have you know the actual muscle to pressure boards into doing whatever they want. 
I have a bigger tinfoil hat on where this is eventually leading. Again, it's not the issue that the, all these organizations care about. It's stuff like the Great Reset. It's stuff mm -hmm. like you know Agenda 2030. It's stuff about global governance. It's about the consolidation of power at the top and getting people in these public-private partnerships to move in the same direction. That, in my opinion, was, a, was what this is all about. The issues? You don't give a so, wow, you are really owning that swear drop today, Jason. <laughs> so, so on the issue of kids, because both of you brought that up, um, it's obvious that they are targeting children. The, the movement, not every single gay person out there, but the movement itself is targeting children. Um, and I, I'd like to show you guys a new study. Gallup has released a new study showing the increase in people identifying as LGBT. So there's currently 7.2% of United States adults identifying as such, uh, something other than straight or heterosexual. And that percentage has doubled since Gallup first measured LGBT identification in 2012. It gets worse than that, though. So 11% of millennials this is 1981. You're born 1981 to 1996. You're a millennial. 11% of millennials claim to be LGBT, so that's up from 7.2. Nearly 20% of Gen Z, which is the latest 1994 through 2004 date of birth, claim to be LGBT. So that is the staggering increase in people identifying as LGBT. I mean, does that not go hand in hand with society saying, hey, let's let's put this on kids. Let's introduce this to kids. Let's show kids this lifestyle. And they're being walked into it rather than someone who groomed into it, groomed into it, groomed into it, um, rather than someone who says, you know what? I was just born this way. For sure. I think not having like a, a strong family life, mm -hmm. you're looking for someone to look up to. And if someone comes along that a lot of times was abused when they were a kid and now and then god knows what happened to them and now they're they're adults and they're like they're genuinely trying to protect these children by being like look if you feel like you're alone at home i'm here for you but it's like a 27 year old guy and like a nine-year-old kid on the yeah. internet that's not right there's some some misalignment that we have adult men that are trans women attempting to talk to little like nine-year-olds or 12-year-olds in chat rooms and forums like that is like yo where are the i say police i don't mean like actual police but like where's the mental policing of our mm. society that these kids firstly don't have role models I, I attribute a lot of it to the the pharmaceutical revolution of the last 30 or 40 years in addition to like the copious amounts of vaccines that are introduced to young children um the diet like high fructose corn syrup and aspartame Ian, I think you are the the male Sarah Gonzalez. Nice. I was about to say you're speaking her language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like these are literally all of my issues, and you're saying them all. Yes. No. Sorry. Keep going. Man, I I got when in 1979 I was born, and I think it was in '80 I got vaccines, and there was only like four or mm -hmm. six of them. Mm -hmm. And I, as far as I can tell, they test them each individually, but they don't test them all together Correct. until they put them in the person, and that is the test. Correct. So they also in their testing, they don't test them against an actual uh, uh, saline solution, placebo. It's not a, it's not just a regular placebo. It's not a saline solution that you would use in every other test. It is a, a testing against another vaccine. It is what they're supposed to do. No, no, no. What they do is they're only testing it. The studies are only against another vaccine, not against a true placebo. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so they're they're. Can you explain that? Explain that exactly. They're testing it against another vaccine. So, so with their study, you have to have a, a placebo. You have to have a control group, right? So the control group in an actual scientific study, the control group would need to receive just saline, a saline solution in order for it to be a true placebo. Um, 
this placebo for all of the vaccines that we are injecting into our children in the safety process, in the safety trials, the placebo is another vaccine. Oh, wow. That's wild. It's not it's not a saline solution. So even the placebo, just the study itself, just on its face is not a true assessment of the adverse events that are measured against a placebo, the control group, because the placebo itself is already tainted. Man, that is wild. Yeah. Why would they do that? Hmm. The pure profit? I would imagine that mm-hmm. that would just mess with the result numbers. I mean, it's been working out really well for them so far. <laughs> I'll let you wrap it up before we got to go to break. Sorry, but yeah, the, of course Gen Zs are going to have more uh, than boomers or Gen Xers. We didn't get that crap in school, but now it's actually being pushed in school. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're getting exposed to this. They're screwing up their heads to where they don't even really know what to believe. Right. I mean, I just saw a thing on Twitter just now. It was a letter someone posted from a school district somewhere. I can't remember where it was. But it said, it was talking about we're, we're now going to start sexual education for these kids. Um, oh, and just so you guys know, boys will be referred to as sperm-producing People. I believe this is Virginia. Girls, it must be, I bet mm-hmm. it is. And then girls, egg producing people, or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're an eight year old, you're like, wait, what does that mean? Like, why are you making that distinction? Oh, glad you asked, right. kid. Right. And then they go into it further the, by people that have already been radicalized in some of these universities. Yeah. I mean, they're brainwashing these kids. And it's, I mean, who knows what the hell it's going to do to them once they become 18, 19, 20, whatever, and they become into their own person, how conflicted they're going to be. Yeah. Of course they're going to be depressed. Of yeah. course they're going to be confused. Um, all right. We got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So um, you even had last year the president of the United States say that there is going to be food shortages, which is always fun when you have, you know, the leader of the entire country like, yeah, it's things are going to get really bad. You're going to run out of food. Uh, so you need an emergency food supply. And the thing is, guys, is that you always think, you're like, oh, I'll get it later or whenever, you know, there happens to be a problem. No, you got it. That's it's called emergency preparedness. You have to prepare beforehand. You can't wait until you're in a crisis. We have My Patriot Supply at our house. I know so many other hosts at Blaze have My Patriot Supply as well. And they're also making a special offer to help everyone to prepare for what is coming. You can get a three-month emergency food kit plus a free water filtration system so you can have clean water to drink and cook with. They're going to give you breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, whatever, you know, whatever meal you need, they've got you covered. And it all tastes delicious. So It's not like you're going to be out there eating grass or anything (laughs) when the zombie apocalypse happens. So make sure that you go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Get that emergency food kit before you need it. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. Washington's Democrat Governor Jay Inslee signed three gun control bills yesterday, one of which immediately bans the sale, manufacturing, and importation of the so-called assault-style weapon. Uh, That's the big, mean, scary one that's, like, it's it's big and it looks scary, and also it's black. Um, So I guess we're supposed to fear it way more than any of the other uh, weapons that function the exact same way. Uh, Washington is the 10th state to ban assault weapons, and the legislature also passed a bill that mandates a 10-day waiting period to buy a gun, as well as a bill that requires gun makers and dealers to take reasonable steps to keep their products out of the hands of dangerous individuals, um, because there's no, like, you know, 
uh, subjectivity there. None at all. That couldn't be used and abused at all, that sort of language. So, you know, it's fascinating because uh, Governor Inslee thinks that there's no reason why a citizen should get an AR, no reason for you to own an AR-15. But, you know, I mean, there were some local Democrats in Seattle who had no problem allowing warlords to like pass out rifles uh, to anyone who would stand guard over that autonomous zone that they had previously. So uh, they're just giving the AR-15s out of the back of Teslas out there, um, which, I mean, kind of goes to show that when you control taking away the guns from the law-abiding citizens, this would be what would happen. And then none of the law-abiding citizens would have the ability to protect themselves, which, again, I feel like that's why the whole pesky Second Amendment thing exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they always talk about the poor, you know, the left does, progressives. They always talk about marginalized communities. This is the most anti-poor people and marginalized uh, communities, things that they can do. Uh, if you're in a community that is not as affluent, um, you are at more risk of getting assaulted or someone coming at you with someone that obtained a gun illegally, right? You have no way to defend yourself. Call the police. They're going to show up, what, an hour and a half, two hours? I mean, this is the worst thing that they can do. And probably if you talk to a lot of people in these communities, they would say the exact same thing. Look, I mean, Washington State is gone. There was something else I just read that they did recently, too. It was absolutely insane. But, I mean, I don't want anything to do with these people. I don't want them in my state I just want to grow further and further apart because I really, I mean, it's sad to say, but I don't ever think that we're going to come to common ground on anything. I really don't. I, I don't think we're going to. Free speech I like. That's something that usually people can get down with when they know yeah. what it is. Unless mm-hmm. the whole, like, censor that. If you don't, you got to realize what it is, though. So maybe it's an education issue first. How do you talk to people about, okay, can we agree on free speech when they used, the left used to be all about free speech. Now they're about censorship. Did like, you- you got to get to their gut. That's what I'm trying to do with music is like vibrate their core so that they're like, I'm in love with this person and all their ideas. It's so weird. It's so culty. But like if you, can, if you can't manipulate people to do what you want, they're going to manipulate other people to do what they want. And it's like this cultural war. That's the spirit war is like, who do you believe? So I don't trust myself to do it righteously. Mm. Um, but man, the tenets of the Constitution are legit. Property rights, like they can't kick your door down in this country mm-hmm. without legit justification, legal justification. That's a good thing. I, mean, just, I, I always game this out as far as it'll go. Like, where do, where do people think this... If you support banning guns, where do you see the state of your country in 10 years, 20 years, maybe even less than that? Um, is it a mass of federal law enforcement? Because now they're vilifying police. Right. just they found you know, the police. Local police officers. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have to... Oh, wait, Gavin Newsom's doing that right now. He's calling in the National Guard to help with the fentanyl crisis in, in San Francisco. So he's bringing in a federal force, right, to do the job that either someone can defend themselves just because they're because of the Second Amendment and they have their God-given right to carry a weapon and defend themselves. No, you can't do that in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Local cops cannot do that. It's not enough for them because they defunded them. They vilify them. Now cops are probably scared to even do their job because they're going to get just roasted and probably fired and charged if they did attempt to do their job. Uh, so bring in just more federal police officers. That's where this ends up. Now, the left can't seriously be for that, right? They need to know what that means in order to be against it because I went to Chile and saw what it is like to have national federal police mm-hmm. on every corner. Like, mm-hmm. there was no local cops. When you, when you don't, I don't think people really understand the differential of the United States, how we have local law enforcement that supersedes the outside police. That's a good 
thing that protects you. Man, when, when, the, when you cross the federal government in Chile, there's nowhere in Chile that you can find. And even if it's a dumb, because like one, this is the thing about Washington state. Why are they making sweeping statewide laws for, I can understand in densely pocketed areas, you might need an ordinance for like, hey, we no explosives just in case you drop one on the ground. You know, there's an argument to be made for that, but like for the dudes living in the wilderness in Washington state, it makes no sense to try and centralize this kind of ridiculous overarching authority. And people can print guns anyway. Mm. You, can't, you can't enforce that. Well, also what happens to all of the AR-15s that people in Washington already own? Felons. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, are they gonna go confiscate them? Are those gonna be illegal now because they're banning the sale, manufacture, and whatever the other term was, but what, importation. But like, okay, but there's already a ton of law-abiding citizens who own these weapons. So what happens to them? Because yeah. that seems very arbitrary now. Sounds like they're grandfathered in. I, I guess, I guess. Um, but, in so, the, but in the case of like pistol brace, we yeah, haven't got an update on that. So yeah. I don't like, and I still don't know, like when that goes into effect, again, a law basically written by the ATF, mm-hmm. tell me how that works out. Yeah. But what does people, what do people, so if you're instantly a felon, what do you do? And how, you know the, the NICS registry, I mean, it's a registry. It's not just a, you know, invest, you know, a background check. It's a registry, right. crying out loud. Right. Are they going to check any purchases and go to their homes to get them? I, don't. I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Because that's we're entrenched in this free will system where you do not mess with people's right to prosperity. I mean, maybe they'll go, they'll go with people through tax law if they go through if people through anything. But it, the whole idea of going and trying grabbing someone's gun is oh. like, you think that's out of bounds for the administration now? Yeah, the there's no way. There's, the way our system's set up is there's too much local enforcement of like neighborhood watches and local police that will be like, we're not going to let our society crumble to the Nazi state. It's true, sheriffs. I would, ho- I would hope sheriffs so. I would hope so. Um, all right, we got to take uh, one more break here. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank this is a new sponsor of the program, Consumer Tax Advocate. So, look, you know, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people. You pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee over at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. Uh, It's complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts over at covidtaxrelief.org. You're going to pay nothing up front. They do all the work and they share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Uh, Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. Let covidtaxrelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee over at covidtaxrelief.org. That is covidtaxrelief.org. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre refused to say whether or not President Biden will serve out his full second term if re-elected. Watch. Does the president um, plan to serve all eight years? I'm not, I'm just not going to get ahead of the president. That's something for him to decide. I'm just not going to get ahead of it. And we're, there's a 2024 uh, campaign. Anything related to that, I would refer you to that. <laughs> How is she so bad at this? So bad. Well, okay, so for full context, obviously, I'm sure as soon as she walked off the stage, the, their entire team was like, well, you shouldn't have said that. Uh, and she later backtracked on Twitter and tweeted back to a reporter's question. As you know, we take following the law seriously. Do you? Do you? Uh, so I wanted to be sure that I didn't go into 2024 more than is appropriate under the law. But I can confirm that if reelected, POTUS would serve all eight years. Can you? Dude, how is this guy? 
How is Joe Biden? I, I think I saw a commercial and I think it was real where it was like, he will be the running for president again. And then he, it was like his voice. And it was like, freedom. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we played it yesterday. Yeah. It was so tired and old and haggard. I'm like, oh God, what the? Like RFK Jr. <laughs> give, it, give it to me. I this one. Where is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Like, they, did they actually say they're not going to have debates? They're not even going to have yeah. Joe Biden debate? Yeah. Even though there's other candidates that are ready to debate and throw you know, their hat in to make a better country, a better nation? Well, if you were the establishment trying to protect Joe Biden, would you want him to and, debate and, Robert F. Kennedy? And are they protecting him just because they, he's just letting things get passed? He's just letting the administrative state move things through. He's not really stuck. I think so. Really I think strong. for the I think for the same reason that they were fine electing John Fetterman, right? Like he, we, these two men are vegetables, but they at least serve as a figurehead and a puppet, and they will sign, you know, check the boxes that we need checked and sign the legislation we need signed. Yeah. I think. I, I, I- I've never had the feeling that I didn't think we actually have a president. Like, I don't, do not feel like we have a president right now. I just yeah. feel like he's being given the things to say, given the things to sign. He's telling us he's being given the things to say. At press, At press conferences. conferences, he's yeah. saying, I have a list of people to call on, and then he's saying, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. I mean, yeah. he's telling us that. When, when Susan Rice left his administration, was that last week? Mm-hmm. I, my, my ears perked up on that. I thought, okay, either she's looking at the, at the, you know, to be the president and maybe a Gavin Newsom or interchange each one. That's what I was thinking we were going towards. I had no, I did not think they were going to have him run for the election. That, that actually shocked me. Mm-hmm. So I, still watch the Susan Rice thing. I don't know what that is. That's something. I did think that was weird too. Were they like super tight before she left? I mean, he's bas- she was basically running the show. And then she just abruptly... She was his domestic policy advisor, but she was the retread from Obama. Obama. Obama put her in multiple different positions, including, like, head of the National Security Council. Like, but she she is on, part of Joe Biden's administration to make this Obama 2.0. Exactly right. Right. Is she Condoleezza Rice's sister? Are they related? No. No. Rice family? No. 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 <laughs> no, and they couldn't be more far uh, apart <laughs> when it comes to policy, so it's funny wow. that you asked that. I, when... Oh, Biden let that Chinese spy balloon float across the country. I was like, well, where's our president? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when he issued the surrender in Afghanistan of all our equipment and people to the Taliban, not all our people, but all those people to the Taliban, one of the weakest militant groups on earth, he he surrendered the strongest military ever known to man to this little thing that we were supposedly dominating in a war because of, what, a timetable and a photo op? And he left people on the ground mm-hmm. and left 80, how many millions or billions of dollars in equipment that they're flaunting? Like, this guy is not present. And we need someone that is willing to say no. That is the president's main job is to stop things from going crazy. He's supposed to issue the veto power. He's supposed to oversee, let Congress run the show and say no if they go crazy. Uh, that's what I need. That's yeah, what, that's what yeah I, I totally agree. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we're going to play a game at the end of the show. It's called Which Kamala Clip is Worse? I want to play for you guys uh, Kamala at an abortion rally. Really turning that uh, accent on, watch. And so don't get in our way, because if you do, we're going to stand up, and we're going to organize, and we're going to speak up, and we're going to say, we're not having that. We're not playing that. Uh, or let's, let's see insightful Kamala Harris. Watch. So... I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, 
to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. Mm. And to be able to contextualize it, mm. to understand where we exist mm -hmm. in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's my language right there. Drop some acid with that girl. <laughs> okay. Go to a mountaintop. <laughs> I think that that has to be the winner. That's the most. Con but she, the 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 first one. I'm like, is she going with Hillary to to put some hot sauce in her purse and pull it out at just the right time? Like that, that was my that. vote for most annoying. Was that first one? Yeah, was it? Oh, talking like that, getting that noise on. Like we not gonna do that. We not gonna stand for that. What do you guys have against authenticity? <laughs> yeah, <God>. right. <laughs> when I think Kamala, I definitely think authenticity. <laughs> Ian, will you come back to the show? I would love to. Thank you for having We would love to have you back. Oh, Thanks hell for yeah. coming. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.